You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hello, 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 squirrels. It's me, Hillary Ass, and we'll introduce yourself, Selena. Oh, they know me. Hey, it's me, Selena Vile. Although, do they? I haven't been here in a while. I'm so sorry. Yes, it's been a while. I don't know if they even know who you are anymore, Selena. Tell them who they are. It's my sis, Selena Vile. Yeah, I'm the talented one from House of Licks. Um, I'm uh, I'm the one who uh, does all the stuff that's like, like, you know, it's good. Yeah, and I'm the one who shows up consistently. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to happen. Uh, yeah. It's so true. that <laughs> it's true, which is awesome. Listen, half the job is showing up. You know what I mean? And I don't even do that. Oh, half of the job. I, I I hardly work. I hardly work at all. Anyway, what are we talking about today? This is like our our check in catch up kind of episode. It is. It is because listen, I have been tasked. With the responsibility of 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 doing some episodes, <laughs> yeah, as you've been doing, and you have been tasked. You you haven't been tasked, or you haven't been doing it that well or fast. But you know, I'll give you right. some credit. That's the thing is, I've been tasked with the task, but I haven't been tasking the task. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Mostly, me asking you, "Are you done yet? Have you have you done anything? No. Okay, great." And, and me uh, being uh, like, "I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> and then not doing it. I and pro- meanwhile, I've been get, I've been booking all the acts, having have. really fun people come on the show. You've been doing uh, an excellent job. I haven't been listening, but I assume you've been doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't listened to a goddamn one, have you? No, I listened to one. I did. <laughs> the one you were on. The one I was on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only, listen, I only like to hear my own voice. <laughs> I'm very vain like that. Carly Simon wrote a song about me. So, yeah, we've been doing some podcast. We've been having some fun podcasts, though. I've had uh, the Camp One Kiki girls on. You did. Um, from all the seasons. And we had... It was a battle of the seasons. Uh, yeah, one person from every drag kind of reality show on. Right. And I thought that w- those are really cool concepts. And I'm very proud of myself for putting that together. Well, then I should go listen to them. Someone's <laughs> 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 got to. Someone has to. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop us right now. I want to ask the audience, what um, topics would you want me to cover? What kind of what kind of um, um, podcast episodes would you like to see from me? We know that Hillary is very good at coming up with concepts. I'm not as. <laughs> so if you think that you know something that I should be doing, let me know. Send me a DM and um, and I'll try and make it happen. You're good at concepts. You had this one about old people or something like that. That'd be fun. Oh, true. Aging drag performers. Aging drag performers. I think you should do that one for sure. Um, uh, I mean, anything cultural. Because, I mean, let's face it. Uh, my culture is white people. So um, that's not very interesting. That's a culture. You all like mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> should, I just get, should I just round up all the white people and be like, let's do a podcast about being white. I mean, I, I just don't think it's going to tur- turn out very well in this day. You know what? I think it's really needed. <laughs> I think the one thing people have been screaming for is uh, a podcast more. of white people. Just, yeah, well, more white representation. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's what we need. That's what we need. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, I mean, but there's lots of there's lots of interesting topics. I mean, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast. I think we're trying to uh, make it into a topic podcast rather than just like talk about drag race all the time. Because my favorite part was always just talking about whatever we were talking about. I think a lot of queens have said that. Like Alexis on on uh, Squirrel Talk was talking about that. How you know the the podcast or like them talking about drag race all the time on I am Eight Joe which is their uh, YouTube show, uh, is kind of just like a great place for them to go off into random tan- tangents. The tangents are the best. And that's what you like yeah. watch Trixie and Katya for. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, yeah. like Bob and Monet are great at that. It's very, uh, it like it get, it makes it more personal. So it's not just like a, um, uh, a report on the show. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you put your own spin on it. Otherwise, why would people be listening to ours? Yeah, I I still am not sure, but apparently people do still listen to us drone on about things. People do. Uh, people love our podcast. I think people really like our podcast, and I'm okay with that. And um, I have a feeling that like some people that wa- listen to the podcast don't even care that I was on Camp Wanakiki. They're like, what the what the, what's that? And 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 some <laughs> people don't even care that you are a famous video game rock star. Well, I'm not. Um, the thing is, I'm not a famous. Like, I'm in the video game, but I'm not famous for it. Yeah, your character. Nobody cared. Game. Not even the video game world cared that I was in it. I know Far Cry Six was kind of a bust, honestly. No, <sighs> it was not the best. Well, I got some good media coverage on it, so that if I could put that towards my O1 visa application, if I ever want to go down to the states <gasps> and get shot. Absolutely, I would love for you to get shot here or anywhere else. <laughs> it's harder here because we have gun control. Yeah, well, don't worry, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll dress you up as a deer. We'll make you, you know, go go be a, like get a caribou range or something. Oh, yeah. You know, that's an option. You know? Hillary often kills me on stage <laughs> whenever we do our improvised play. Yes, um, <laughs> you do do murder. You I mean, kill me a do. lot. We too. both do. You we kill, kill me each a lot other. too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do our play. I love our play. We do our play at uh, Comedy Bar. It's called The Play That We Wrote Just Now. Um, it's great. It's so I had a fun. great time with you the last show. The last show was maybe one of the most fun ones that we've ever done. We did a pantomime. Because every yeah. every show we ask the audience, uh, what kind of play do you want to see this time? What style do you want to see? And this time someone said pantomime. And Hillary's the pantomime queen. You've been doing pantomimes for years. I've done a lot of pantomimes. I'm I'm kind of in a rough patch right now because I pissed off my pantomime people. But um, yeah, <laughs> for mental health reasons. Also, they cast you last minute, so it was very yeah. You know what I mean? It, I, I'm not trying to defend myself or anyone or anyone. I'll defend you. I'll defend you to the death. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, pantomime. Pantomime is a wonderful uh, thing. It's kind of a British play. It's a take on a fairy tale. You just go silly. It's it's like a holiday pageant play. And drag is a big element of it as well. Definitely drag drag characters. There's always drag characters in it. Yeah. Uh, So we had a lot of fun. I really appreciate one one brilliant move you did that I never would have thought to do. But obviously you would have is um, giving the audience... The, the prompt to yell no whenever we mm. go to murder each other because yes. <laughs> that not only let them know that we will be killing each other but also yeah. that they are part of the show <laughs> i think it was so fun to give them like that because uh, pantomime there is a call and response nature to it a lot of the time yeah there's these conventional tropes uh you know somebody sneaks up behind someone and the audience goes look out behind He's you, behind you. that kind of stuff um and uh, 
we always end up murdering each other in our in our improv plays for yes. some reason. And we'll never I know why. It, we'll never know. We'll I thought it was such a fun game. Almost like I think we should almost like maybe incorporate the no game um, into every all of these going forward. I think all of our shows <laughs> should be pantomimes. Like that was very fun. The pantomime was very fun. <laughs> Just a fairy tale. Just a fairy tale. Just another, another fairy tale. Another pantomime. Uh, <laughs> they'll just all be the same play I, I mean <laughs> how, what do you think I mean we've done about I don't know I think seven, seven or eight probably of them now yeah we've done quite a few we've had like, guests on them yeah every single one of them has actually been very different very different yeah and yet all of them have had murder and creepy moms oh for sure lots yeah. of creepy moms <laughs> <laughs> It just happens. Uh, do you have a favorite one? Was it the pantomime? Probably the pantomime was was really 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 fun. I have this um, fond memory of um, Tennessee Tiger, which is a Tennessee Williams play that we did. Um, oh, and for, it was a memory play because Tennessee Williams writes memory plays. It was very bizarre, but I have this memory, vivid memory of me just at near the end of the play, just going like. It was all right because my daddy was a Tennessee Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I have vague memories of that one. Um, the one that stands out the most to me was our very first one, the Spaghetti yes. Western. Yeah. <laughs> where we did this, like, we we played two tourists in Pompeii, which is where it was set. The audience decided yes. it would be set in Pompeii who were checking out the sites as the volcano erupted. And then we froze it to stone on stage. <laughs> it was very fun. And then we slowly did a panoramic turnaround. Yes. Uh, in each other's arms. It was very, very funny. Yeah, I mean, times. yeah, that was, that was, that was epic. I mean, we were really trying to figure it out at that point too. And I don't know. La the last time with the Panto, I I think I just gave no no fucks anymore, and I just had a lot of fun. And that's what's, <laughs> that's the best is when you don't give fucks. Also, we were both kind of like tired and in a weird mood going into the show. Oh yes, <laughs> and that's kind of my favorite state of mind going into a show because then you you're more focused almost, and then it I mean just, like, like it's you almost like fun. you're. You're, I'm so excited to like escape into that world when I'm when I'm so yeah. angry at everything. I'm just like I don't care. I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna yeah. go off on stage. I'm gonna enjoy live my best life for this sixty minutes of time where I can actually find some sort of sanity in the world again. You know, even though and it's we so did. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was uh, a tight show, though. Our tech was tight. It was all very good. I know, uh, and and the uh, and we got to sing some songs too. That was actually fun because we tried to not do any lip syncing at all because we don't want right. to do that because that's what drag queens do. And it's hard and, for us just to break into song because the music that we have is just um, recorded underscoring from theme. like yeah, Pink Panther, Jaws, <laughs> like that type of music. Yeah, but we turned those into like musical numbers. We ended up uh, doing it, yeah. Which is a, which is also a pantomime trope because there's a lot of singing to popular songs in the yeah. So this popular. this situation called for it. Oh yes, <laughs> good for us. And then the next time we perform together, we'll be hosting the drag buffet. Oh yeah, are you excited for a drag buffet? Because I mean, this is actually like really cool. I mean, 
you know, it's like this motherly quality. I mean, let's face it, we're both old at this point. Yeah. Um, if, Sasha, if Sasha Colby calls themselves old, I can call myself old. Well, How Sasha's you... older than both of us. No, it's no. Yeah, Sasha's, she... Sasha's like 37, 38, isn't she? No, she's in her 40s. Are you sure? Does she just say that she's 37? Let me look. What? Wait, she says she's in her 30s? She says she's 37 or 38. I... Wait, what? I for sure thought she was in her 40s. I'm gonna I look... Are you going to look it up? Because I was about to look it up. Colby. This is. Age. Um, 37. 37? Sasha's younger than me? She was born in in 1985. What? July 26th. She's actually about a month younger than me. (laughs) Oh my god. All of these queens look way older than they are. I'm not saying Uh, Sasha like looks old, but I think she said, I think she looks older than she is. Um, uh, Mistress is only 24. Did you know I that? know. How is that possible? How is that possible? I don't know. I keep thinking Mistress is um, my friend Opalescence. I keep thinking they're the same person. Uh, you keep saying that. I don't see the correlation. I don't see the, uh, the similarities. You ever, you've never talked with Opal. Though, I haven't. I haven't. Opal's like, hey, everybody, oh my goodness. Oh my God. Have you seen this thing? I've gone. Oh, honey, work it, diva. Huh, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. So, oh, stopping shady. It's just. They're very similar. They have this like low key, mm. deadpan mm-hmm. reality to them. Um, Opal is, you know, not as trained as the, the other one, but I mean, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Opal's hilarious. I love them. <laughs> what did you say to her in the uh, rec room where you were like, well, nobody likes a skunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> she was dressed as a skunk. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, she was dressed as a skunk. And she was like, guys, I just don't understand. The judges don't seem to like anything I do. And I'm like, well, nobody likes a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> so good and so mean. I mean, you have to like, you have to cut through the tension, you know. <laughs> you do, you do. You get a little bit too tense sometimes over these stupid things. Like we're all just dressed up on on these shows as like stupid skunks. And <laughs> I, was, I was dressed up at that moment. I was dressed up as a couch. Oh, so that was your was, couch episode. That was that yeah, one? <laughs> which is a good good outfit. But it's still it's still I'm dressed up as a glamorous couch. You know, yes. so it's like, guys, let's not take it too seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't uh, take anything seriously. No. Uh, <sighs> Uh, um i uh but we're doing we're doing our we're doing our our cabaret buffet our drag Mm. buffet where we're gonna have uh several different uh drag performers of different like disciplines of drag too yeah who are all gonna be doing comedy they're gonna be doing live comedy stand-up sketch Mm. um yeah lip sync comedy i think is that what yeah yeah uh i think some of them want to still do a bit of lip sync but i'm trying to push them all into doing as much live element as possible yes because i think like the live um element helps to elevate just that lip sync thing it does Um, because i i totally i think like lip sync comic number is totally relevant i i mean Mm -hmm. a lot of comedy queens do it um like u.s based campy comedy there's that whole comedy pageant system down there it's crazy 
Yes. Um, Would you ever enter one of those? Would you ever go down to the States and compete in a comedy competition? I just don't know if it's for me. Like, I know now that I, I mean, this is the the thing about Wanakiki is that, like, I actually know a lot of them now. And so, um, I kind of see what they do. And I'm like, girl, it's very pageant. It's very... Uh, you have to listen to uh, Vivian on the Camp Wanakiki podcast. Mm-hmm. She was just going on and on. Guys, I just don't understand. Uh, she t- kind of talks like that. <laughs> uh, guys, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I, I don't understand why I got you know kicked off the show. But if there was a rubric, I could have understood when I was kicked off the show. Like, I just need a rubric. And I'm like, that is so pageant. Right. Like, there's nothing rubric about good TV. You know? No. Like, you just have to be a good... <laughs> television personality <laughs> and it's the same for getting cast on the show there's so many people who i'm talking to who are like i can't believe that girl got cast on canada draggers over me mm. that person doesn't even really do drag or that person isn't even good at a drag and i'm like you know it's not about actually being good at drag right it's about no. making t- like how did tatiana get cast on season two she was not how did sugar a great and spice get cast on uh season 15 yeah it's about personalities it's about <laughs> it's about putting people of different levels of drag and different yeah. walks of life into the same room to to create conflict. They make the people who didn't do great do great on the show so that the people who are more established mm. strike performers get stressed and riled up by I it. I mean, my God, like, uh, the last... I mean, talking... We just had this episode, season of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, season 15. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a very diverse season of a, ta- a skill level, I want to say, because there were some... We've had babies, but there were some babies. Yeah, like, yeah. We had Amethyst, Princess Poppy, Sugar Spice, all of them. Lux is very new. Well, but Lux really, really has it together. But She the, has it, yeah. Those other four, they don't really. Like, Sugar and Spice have the looks together, and they yeah. have that thing. But they're, they're really lacking in a lot of other areas. Uh, but you know what with them but at the same time at the other end then you've got like fucking sasha colby yeah 20 year veteran yeah walks all over the competition and yeah anyway yeah what i do appreciate about sugar and spice is that they know their lane now they know that they're not Mm. performers they're not trying to be performers even when you watch the finale and they had all the girls up on stage singing together they're they were lip singing Mm. or somebody what was the song again someone was performing Oh, they're performing uh, "Drag is a Thing," uh, "Drag is a Protest." That one from the from the oh. musical. Okay, so they're performing yeah, yeah. it live. The drag the drag queens were all on stage, lip syncing to it. Mm-hmm. And every time they panned to Sugar or Spice, they were not lip syncing. They were just standing there because they yeah. know they're not lip syncers. Like they know they're not meant to do that. Their yeah. job is to be on TikTok and make way more money than they would doing a Voss Events tour. Totally. So that's their lane, and they know what it is. And I. And that, you know what, it actually is a valid form of drag now. Like oh, sure. every, yeah. So I do appreciate that. Uh, I love Amethyst. I love, I think she wasn't like ready for the show, but I think no. as a drag queen, I think she's fully formed. I think she's super mm. entertaining. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like her a lot. I think she's okay. I think like her comedy, because the thing is, she's a comedy queen. And I yeah. thought that her comedy chops were just a little bit underdone, unfortunately. Yeah to really like stand out right uh but you know that's the thing comedy's hard and she's a new girl uh but i do appreciate i really hope she keeps going down the comedy lane you know she will she but she's from what what was it connecticut or something she's from connecticut which is very close to new york and new york is very comedy based 
Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me in a little way, except Connecticut must be a little bit better place to grow up and have a <laughs> bizarre little um, comic world. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like Maddie Morphosis, except Maddie yeah. was in like Arkansas or something trying yeah. to be a comedian. Yeah. And I mean, Maddie's already crazy because I mean, she's like a straight drag queen. Like there's a lot going on there. But I love Maddie Morphosis is um, like her new show. Have you seen her show? Yeah. Tell it to me straight. Yeah. I find it very it? fun. She I haven't watched it, but she seems like she's really funny. She's very deadpan. That's the yeah. thing about her. She's extremely deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's really good. And it's, I think she's starting to find her lane because the thing is her deadpanness. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily going with all of her campy looks because mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> there, there just has to be like a kind of sensibility that goes with your, your vibe. I don't think it all came together yet. It's true. They did not match. They did not match. No, there's something a little bit rough and new. But I, I think thought, she's getting there. I thought her stint on on um, her cameo on Camp Wanakiki was very fun. I thought she did a great job with that chocolate yeah. bar sketch on Wanakiki. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. She did. <laughs> I forgot about that whole chocolate bar thing. Yeah. Um, Vivian thought that I won Camp Wanakiki my season. Oh, why? <laughs> did she not watch it? <laughs> no one watched my season. Um, no, but yours but she... honestly was the best one. You had a great season. We had a very good season, but she misspoke, actually. This is one of my favorite parts of the episode, episode um, <laughs> where I was talking about how I hurt my knee. Because we were all comparing. And I said, well, I hurt my knee. And uh, everyone's like, oh, no. And then she turned over uh, uh, to Alexis and was like, Alexis, does everybody have, have all the winners from Camp Wanakiki have a knee injury? Are you OK, girl? And I was like, I didn't win. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll see myself out. And then uh she's like, Well, no, I mean you uh yeah. And I was like, Well, that's okay. Clinica can go fuck themselves. Um, that's okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, I but I I like that. I like being thought of as a winner. Not I don't often get my my uh my roses, as they say. I think of you as a winner <laughs> of a hot dog eating contest. There's no way I could have won. I mean, come on. I was Canadian. They they couldn't they could barely give me the money that they they had to give me. Um Did you get the money? Don't say it on the podcast. I don't want the government coming for you, but did you get the money? Um well yeah, there's I got a little bit of it. But actually I a gave A little away, bit of it. I gave away some of it. To who? Some of my sisters. From the show? Yeah. Because I haven't, why? I haven't said anything. Because I just I just didn't want to deal with the taxes and all that stuff. Oh. Um, if we kept it under a certain amount, so okay, I'll say I'll I'll spell like. I don't know if you're allowed to. Are you allowed to talk about all this? Yeah, uh, why not? Right. Uh, like it, it's a there's no problem under fi- uh, 500, 600, I think. So I took five hundred of because I, I won fifteen hundred. Um, you're such a and, star! <laughs> like what the hell? You won fifteen hundred dollars. I did. <laughs> That's amazing because you, you won three weeks, right? And each prize was five hundred. I won three challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I took 500 and then I gave 500 to Deja and 500 to Lily. Yeah. Oh my God. Are the other girls upset that they didn't get it? Uh, they don't, or... they haven't, I haven't told them. Uh, they know now. I, <laughs> I just random, I decided to give it to Deja and Lily because. Because they, they were, were the next runner ups. Yeah. They were number two and four. And honestly, 
I mean, the four of us bonded a lot. And when they got it in the mail, they were like, what the hell, Hillary? And I still don't think they understand why I gave it to them. And I don't know if I understand either, but mostly it was for taxes. And (laughs) 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 And I was just like, you know, they deserve it. And uh, I don't know. I'm a a Canadian and we're more socialist than Americans. Honest to God, I learned uh, Americans are capitalist pigs, babe capitalist pigs 100 percent. one you're like you're giving me money i don't understand this concept i'm like eh, i'm a nice person yeah uh, like <laughs> never in my life have someone ever given money to anybody <laughs> how's your um cherry uh coke zero? Oh my god so good delicious it looks really refreshing i'm so sorry i'm jealous yeah. i don't have one right now what 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 would you yeah you don't have any beverage at all I don't. I just ate a whole chicken parmesan. Oh my god! From chicken where? parmesan from Mama Rosa. Mama Rosa is that in Toronto? It is. I ordered it on Uber Eats. Wait, I thought your mom's wasn't your mom's Rosa. No, this is a bad joke. It's nobody knows. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Um, no, abort it. I tried. I tried. Yeah, this is the thing. We're trying to get these gals in drag buffet to like write jokes, right? Yeah. And I'm actually kind of surprised with myself, like how good at comedy I am. <laughs> um, you know what? I knew you were. I knew you were because you were like, I don't like teaching. And it was like, I think you're actually kind of good at it. Because <laughs> even in the in the, in the the chats today with talking with everybody about their things, and I was like, I don't know what you should. I was like, hey, that sounds great. And you're like, why? <laughs> like, tell me, like, like let's, let's get to the root of this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. did they not have it already? <laughs> no, they didn't. they didn't. I'm a terrible teacher. I should never be in a mentorship role. You know, I just want to pull out more and more and more, you know, like sketch and stuff like that. Like, you just have to have a reason. There has to be, there can be a tilt. Like, it can be funny. It's like, you know, man walks his dog. Oh, the tilt is man walks his bat. Ha ha, that's so funny. Why would he walk a bat? But you have to get to why. Why is he walking a bat and not a dog? Because that's what's going to make the real scene. Like, it places it in the world. And that's what we call the point of view. The point of view. <laughs> P-O-V, people. Yeah. Maybe he's a vampire. Maybe he's a... what? A, it's like what you want to say in the world, you know? So you just have to keep asking why. Like, I think comedy, we often think of it as silly and funny and just kind of like... And it is. <laughs> well, yeah. It's comedy. But, like, there's a reason. There's a reason behind it. Like... It's literature. There's there's purpose. There's art. It's not just See, like I don't nothing. think about any of his stuff. I just do it. Is that bad? No, because you have a strong point of view. Like you have a very strong point of view on the world. I that think. is true. I really do. But also, that comes from just me like knowing myself. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. And being you know yourself very well. Yeah, like you, uh, you like, um, <laughs> you like talking about big issues. <laughs> I and, do. Uh, Ooh, I almost and you're always today. complaining about how much your body's aching and stuff like that. And... It's true. I have chronic pain. Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you're world weary. I am. Thank you for acknowledging it. I did. I posted today about um, how the Ontario government is trying to make uh, uh, the Ugh. our healthcare privatized. Ugh, of and course. one of my followers messaged me. I was like, my husband is on the board trying to pass this bill. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, like it's about it's about alleviating. Oh, whoops! Sorry, my microphone is like it's about alleviating the um 
the the stresses on the hospitals. And I'm like, and I don't think that's actually done for its purpose. That is propaganda. I'm glad that your follower thinks that propaganda is, this is the thing. Like, I, mm, have you ever know, have you noticed with your parents? I don't know about my, uh, mine for sure. They fall for propaganda really easy. I fall for propaganda really easily. The mm. world falls for propaganda really easily. You're like you're told one thing and you're expected to believe it. Right. And because everyone goes with it, you just kind of follow along. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that gets sold to you day to day. And it is real. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here, but I'm like, people. No, but it's true. Ig- examine what people are selling you. <laughs> like, right. don't just take their word for it. And especially our parents' generation, because they've just grown up being told what's what and going along with it and falling in line with the status quo. I'm actually surprised that my mom is not like that. Yeah. Like, not that she's a super liberal minded person. She's just skeptical of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm actually really surprised because, like, my niece brought up in front of my mom, because, like, me and my mom don't talk about the fact that I'm gay. Yeah. And my niece was like, Are you gay? And I was like, what are you talking about? In front about? of your mom? In front of your mom? In front of my mom. And <gasps> then and then she said, she said that her brother is gay. And he's not out either if he's wow. gay. Um, and but my mom like didn't say anything and was just like, blah, blah, blah. Like didn't really seem to care. Whereas like I remember if mm-hmm. I was a kid and I had said I'm gay, mm-hmm. it would have been like a smack across the face. You know what I mean? So there's I mean, progress. There's I mean... progress. I think that's so interesting because it's true. Like even, you know, in my upbringing, uh, like I don't think I would have got smacked across the face if I said I was gay, but I still, they still would have been disappointed. It took, it took a while for my parents to get over the fact that they didn't screw up somehow. Oh, for sure. Like what? (laughs) I talked to my niece afterwards and I was like, Hey, you can't just like ask people if they're gay in public or out someone for being gay in public. And she goes, it wasn't in public. It was just in front of grandma. Mm. And she's like, she doesn't care. And I'm like, that's so interesting that like her perspective of my mom is that she doesn't care. Whereas my perspective is she cares so much and I can't speak about it. Yeah. So I mean, you were, you were a very tortured soul yeah we all are all um, us little queers with like boomer yeah. parents are you you torture yourself in front of your parents for sure but um i mean hey there have you ever seen that book the velvet rage you know no, i don't read what is it where you it's like about how and it's kind of this psychologist thing um i actually bought it and then i gave it to messy my drag daughter um, i was like you should read and i before i really get that read, back I, like, stop talking i read i read a synopsis <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I read a synopsis and I watched a YouTube video and then I bought the book and I was going to read it. And I, I read about the first chapter and I was like, look, Messi, you could use this. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's never given it back. So I've never actually read it. But I do know the, the Coles notes. Um, okay, anyways, go ahead and educate by... me on this book. What does it say? The Coles notes of it. It's this, it's this psychologist guy who's, who's gay and he's worked with a lot of gay guys and he just kind of noticed some similarities. That said, he puts the caveat that these are, you know, this is therapy. So these are generally upper class gay guys, right? Okay, like yeah. that have enough money for therapy. Right. Um, so they're already a little bit entitled. But um, 
generally he finds that there's this kind of inborn anger with the gays. Okay. Because we cannot be that we which are. we were entitled to be. Right. Because we were born into the world as men. Men are supposed to be like, Ugh. and then we're just like, no, you're gay. You yeah. can't be it. So there's this weird um, inferiority complex that we develop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, Very it's definitely accurate. I mean, yeah. every everybody, no matter what social group, is not without their trauma and without mm. their their uh, baggage. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, on that note, we should take a break. All right. Okay. Bye. Are you going to get a drink? No. What? I'm going to torture myself. You're going to torture yourself the whole time? Yes. Uh, I'll okay, drink well, my we'll saliva. Check- <laughs> I'll just gather it all up in my mouth for 15 minutes and then I'll swallow it. I mean, take that advice, squirrels. Uh, we'll see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say that again. Do I sound parched? And we're back. Oh my God, <laughs> I hate you. Uh, why are you like this? Uh, she tricked me into saying that. I love it. We're back. We're back. So we thirsty as all hell. You're a monster. Talk, speaking about being thirsty, are you thirsty? How's your love life? Are you thirsty as all Okay, hell? I've come to a realization. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm actually not. And I, it's been a year and a half. I mean. Are you an incel? <laughs> are, you do- are you the drag incel of Toronto? Well, here's the thing. Incels are involuntarily celibate. I'm oh, yeah. not necessarily involuntarily celibate. Oh, so you're just a cell. I'm just a, a cell. Sellout. A total cell. I, I am the um, the Jennifer Lopez movie, The Cell. Um, <laughs> and no, I've, I've come to realize that I don't care about sex anymore. Like, am I horny all the time? Yeah. But do I actually want to have sex? No. So you think about it. I think about sex? Well, you think about it. I think about it and then I'm sad. mm. And then that's that's all I need. I just need to think about it. I need to actually do it. Um, I feel like like my ideal relationship, because I love making out, is just someone who wants to make out for hours, but doesn't really need to have sex. You're describing my relationship. Good. <laughs> oh, you guys are goals. And we just we're just cuddle buddies, really, at this point. That's um, nice. I I've never really I don't know what it is. I like the idea of sexual I Congress. love porn. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that fit people who are fit people. <laughs> Good at athletics, do this thing in in the privacy or not uh, of their space. Um, but for myself, I don't know. Whenever I've tried done it, I've just like been like, "What am I doing? Right? <laughs> what am I doing with my life in this moment?" <laughs> do you know what? I I understand exactly what you're saying. Like I saw myself in the mirror one time, and this was like years ago when I was you know more experimenting and stuff. But like. I was like, what, who the fuck do I think I am? I know exactly what you mean. Who, who, 
Are you serious? Yes. It's almost like you're performing. Like you're not mm-hmm. like every time, like I think this happens to me every time I have sex mm-hmm. is where I'm just kind of like, okay, what do, what do they need me to, to pretend <laughs> that I like right now? Like, what do they need me to like moan? Like, do I need to moan? Do I need to talk? I hate dirty talk. I have. Oh, oh there, no, no, no. No, I hate absolutely it. Absolutely not. There is this. Okay. So I'm a goof, right? So like when yeah. I'm having sex, like I find things funny. Yeah. And I laugh and I yeah. did have, I did have a sex partner who was like, right. I really appreciate that you laugh during sex and that you find yeah. things funny and you comment on things. Like I'll be like, Hey, that was stupid. Right? Uh, and he's like, I really like that about you. Yeah. Uh, and if he wanted to see me again, he'd be the perfect partner, but he, he hasn't wanted to see me for a while. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, but that's, that's great. That's like, I want to find someone on that page again. You know, I sometimes I think about it because I'm like, I'm not that driven to like doing the crazy acts anymore. I'm just like, I don't, mm, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, And then I always kind of like, you know, get in my head about it. Like, you know, men's health magazines and all that stuff where it's just like, raise your libido. What's your sex life mm. like? Stanley, you know, like, <laughs> you Samantha, no be a Miranda you know what I mean uh, but no uh no who's the one that doesn't get any no I guess Miranda yeah Miranda's the stick in the mud yeah yeah so she, I, mean, I mean she has a lot of sex actually when uh, when uh, they count up all the people like all how much how much sex each of the women have had on screen Miranda has had has had the most I think oh my god really or second most after Miranda or Samantha yeah wow Who who's the lowest Carrie no uh what's her face the, Charlotte the one I play the one I play Charlotte it actually might be Carrie. <laughs> the one you play. Yes, because we do our Sex and the Golden Girls show. Uh, I love that show, too. We we have to do that again. We're doing oh, it in June. Yeah, we're doing it in June, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so You know what's interesting? Uh, we're not going to have Christine uh, to play Blanche and Samantha this time because she's in New York now. She so left? To, yeah. she's. I mean, she's in New York for only for three months, but th- those three months <laughs> include when we're doing our show. Oh, well, we'll have to have her back again. But, yeah, what, but who's going to play our, our Samantha Blanche? Well, you know, she's perfect. I she's friggin so love good. Um, but I think there are some other people out there who who would be able to do a, a fun... Because Kim Cattrall is the most iconic <clears throat> voice, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I definitely could hear a lot of people, like, giving that a, a whirl. Like... Yeah, I could I could see anybody. Even if like we asked Chelsea to do it, because Chelsea plays all the characters for us. <laughs> True. I have confirmed her for the show, so she is going to be there. But like it could be anybody. It could be anybody. You know. Speaking of, this this reminds me, um, this is a bit heavy, but you know, Trisha, Trisha did our show. Yeah, Trisha Black. This is wonderful. Trisha recently won a Canadian Screen huh. Award. Yes, a Canadian Screen Award for like, voiceover. Wow, I didn't even know she was like that gifted. Uh, I mean, no, she's very gifted, but like in that, I didn't know she was a voiceover artist like that. Right. Um. Oh my god. Um. But the 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 really hard hitting news was, of course, you know where I'm going with this. I is, do. Um. We we lost um, we lost a f- friend of ours. Like yeah, a friend of the House of Legs. Very suddenly, like extremely yeah. suddenly. Oh, and um, we didn't even really clock it. Like, it happened so quick. Um, but um, 
Yeah, and a good friend of Trisha's. Um, yeah, yeah, very good friend of Trisha's. Uh, it's heavy. It's really heavy. Uh, how, are, how are you coping? Because, like, honestly, I I keep just forgetting. Like, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Did that happen? Did that really happen? Yeah. Like, I wow. compartmentalize. I'm not good with death. Yeah. Um, I'm very blessed that no one who's like extremely close to me has died. Like my grandparents died when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like they yeah. weren't like in my life all the time. They lived in different countries. So yeah. uh I've never had anybody super close to me die. I'm very blessed in that way so far. Well, I'm I have chronic flatulence. I'm probably gonna die tomorrow, so I'm gonna fart myself to death. And even after you die, still nobody close to me will have died. And so yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see, this is exactly the tea that we needed, Squirrel. Lena Val is a fucking liar. This whole thing's a sham. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't deal with it well. I don't deal with it well. So I deal with it yeah. by not dealing with it. Yeah, it's been hard. I had a friend uh, pass away uh, right at the beginning of COVID. Um, he was an actor named Paul Haddad. He's actually kind of pseudo famous because he was the original voice actor for the character Leon, a fellow video game uh, voice actor. Oh. Uh, Leon from Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. So, like he actually kind of had this weird little cult following in this mm-hmm. way. But he went to the National Theater School uh, ages ago. And so I met him um, doing a thing while I was there. Um, And then when I got to Toronto, he kind of, I don't know, we just got together and he kind of showed me around a bit and and helped me get an agent and stuff. And then he just got sick. Like he got sick. He got a, a, a... you know cancer thing uh suddenly and then um because covid swamped the hospitals um indirectly just passed away um like it was really hard (laughs) to handle and i honestly couldn't even handle like knowing that that had happened you know i'm not going into my full story with him because it's like it's there's lots to it but like um (sighs) oh it's heavy it's heavy. I didn't even know how to handle it. Like, I was like, what? What just happened? You know? Yeah. It's been, it's been wild. The last couple of years have been wild. They have. So wild. They have. <laughs> they have. The one that's that's hit me actually the hardest is someone I used to work with at the oh. Lakeview. And, okay, so here's a really bad story about how I found out is that um, I got a Facebook invite from someone like one of the people i used to work with and mm-hmm. um and it was an event and it said uh celebrating like a very good dude and then it had like his picture there and i was like oh my god it's Mackenzie's birthday i'm so excited i get to see him again so i went i go to this barbecue i go late because i was working so i show up after work everybody's already there i say hi to everybody we're all like "Woo, hey how's it going haven't seen you in a while and then i'm like where's Mackenzie?" and they all just look at me and I'm like, what's happened? What? What do you mean? Did he leave? Like, what's that? <laughs> and they're like, are you joking? I was like, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're like, Mackenzie died. Oh, no. And I was like, what? Do you- what? Oh, I was like, no. I thought this was his birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't see him in years. I was so excited to see him. It was so 
Like, like it's everyone so was just like, nobody weird. knew how to react because they, they were all realizing in real time that I thought he was alive. Yeah. And oh, they had God. to tell me that he died. Yeah. It, it, it was, that was a fucked up moment. I was and fucked you, up for like a while after that one. And you processed it. And then, yeah. And that was, was that long ago or was that? That was 2021. 2021 oh my gosh no wait i think maybe last year actually wow maybe it was last year yeah oh my god and the spooky thing is is um that week which is probably the day he actually died um someone came into my work yeah who looked just like him i could only see his profile and from behind and i was like oh my god that's Mackenzie. and i went over to say hi and it wasn't him Oh my god. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's really wild. Yeah. I don't I don't even know what to think say about that. Like Right? I don't know was either. Was it a ghost? Do you think it was a ghost? I hope so. I do. You know like, what? I like, hope it was him coming least, down to be like, hey, see ya buddy. Like at least you know now that like you could have had a life with that person, but he's dead now. <laughs> what? So <laughs> what? The reason you do not have a partner is because they're dead, Selena. Oh. They're dead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um it's really hard dealing with death. Uh just like, yeah. And it and I think it's really eye-opening because it it's real. It's reality and we're we're fragile creatures. We don't yeah. have a long we don't really have a long time on the, you know, in life to do stuff. And we just kind of do what we do and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot about when it's my time to go. <laughs> I'm like, when right? am I going to go? I'm kind of yeah. like right now I'm on a mission to pay off all my debt because I don't want to die and then leave that on anybody's hands. Do you think it would get left on someone's hands? Like, who would it even get? It does. It gets passed off to someone. It might get passed out off to my parents or something. I'm not sure. (laughs) Because I'm definitely gonna die before they do. Uh, What is it? Are they gonna pass it off to me? They're gonna be like, "Who's our next of kin?" He was on this podcast (laughs) named Girl Talk. Um, You just (laughs) absorb my entire debt without your fucking consent. No. (laughs) I'm going to place you as my next of kin on every (laughs) one of my documents just to ensure that happens. No. That's my punishment to you. Oh, I'm already trying to get out of my debt. I mean, I don't have a heck of a lot, but you know, I've, I've, I racked up a bit too after the pandemic. My God, like that was. Ugh. Well, then it's fresh debt. It's fresh debt. It's fresh debt. That's good. And then Mine's I went not back that old to either. school. I went back to school for like a hot minute because I really didn't know what oh, the heck I was gonna do. So I forgot about your school era. Yeah, it was a really short era, um, and it ended because I was just like, I don't need this because I got a, I got a job. But um, yeah. You got a job. You're a working woman now. I'm a working woman. I have my production company with Messy Margaret. You know, we're so popular. Um, And you have a... I mean, you pretty much have a production company of your own now at this point. I mean, I don't want to say you've taken over the brunches at the Glad Day, but you practically have. And you're starting to develop relationships with Smith. 
house with your brunches and disco yeah. bingo and and we are doing our thing and and then you're just like an independent agent working working the things when you want to do it you know when i am but you know in. what i kind of came into this industry that way too like even in comedy yeah. like i did a lot of my own comedy producing yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. Because you did your fringe stuff a lot. A lot. Yeah, I did a lot of fringe so, uh, stuff. I had my like solo sketch show or my solo improv show. And then even when I started drag, like one of the first things I did within my first year of drag was put on my cabarets. Yeah. Um, and then and then I produced um, Queens of the World within the first year. Yeah. So I always had that mindset that like I wasn't going to fit in uh, with the village girls. So I got to do my own thing. I loved when you did Queens of the World and you did like, I can't remember who you did exactly, but you did like Sangina from, you know, I don't know, wherever Sangina is from. Yeah. And then you did like, you know, Virgo from, I don't know, wherever. And you did like Vicky Licks from Sweden. <laughs> you know what? She gave me a really good pitch. She was like, I want to do a Viking number. And it was yeah, like, or that, Nor- Norway. Yeah. No, that is a culture. Yeah. A Viking, Viking is a culture. Um, who am I to deny that? And uh, and it's queens of the world, not queens of different ethnicities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I I wish I would have given you a better pitch. Like, here he from the land of chocolate, Germany. Yeah, yeah. Beauty, I would have taken baby. that. That would have been so funny. Yeah, yeah. Dance party, discotheque. If you yeah. just give me like a little Augustus Gluck from... Oh, yeah. um, from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it's so funny because my last name is Donovan, but like, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more German, I think, actually. But like, I guess I could have gone Irish. Where's me lucky charm? All that. Kind oh, of the stuff. Donovan is Irish? It's not English? No, Donovan is Irish. We're Irish. Oh, you know? Donovan. Yeah. Do you know what it translates to? It's wild. It translates to something? <laughs> it, it translates to... Uh, Donovan translates to uh, Lord uh, with dark hair, which kind of like, if you think about it, it kind of translates to like Dark Lord. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, that explains so much about you. I'm I'm a Dark Lord, honey. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's my fantasy. I'm a Dark Lord. Do you know, my first name out of drag uh, means victory of the people and my last name out of drag means victory of god oh selena <laughs> <laughs> out of drag hillary oh okay sorry 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 <sighs> uh, so i'm victorious and victorious? you're i'm victorious and you're a dark lord yeah victorious dark lords <laughs> the internet <laughs> Uh, well, you've listened to none of Squirrel Talk, so there's no point in talking about our podcasts. But we did do we did do that one with uh, Cynthia and Juice. Cynthia and Juice. What do you think of them? Do you like them? Oh my I, god! I okay, I want to fuck them both. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know you're lying because you don't want to fuck no one. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> I shouldn't have said that part before. No, I love their cuties. I'm glad that they're on our sonar network. I'm glad that they're taking over the recap so we don't have to. Honestly, I think it's I think it's for them. I think that's for them. You know, like they wanna if they want to do this drag race thing, like more power to them. They may only be semi qualified, but they're more qualified than us. 
honestly, they've been on the show. Yeah. You know, you know so I can't, I can't complain. Um, oh, that reminds me. I, I will talk. Uh, when Eve 6000 was on the show. Um, oh, yes. For, my God. Eve went on the longest tirade. No, Eve? Something, <laughs> <laughs> something so honest to God. I was listening to it again. I was like, it's kind of like nonsensical. Um, but like, it's so epic. I loved it. Like Eve was like, look, girls, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Drag race. When I was there on the first day, I got all up in my corset and I was waiting. It was cobblestone floors and I had to wait for 10 minutes. And then I knocked on the door and I was like, I'm sweating in here. I need to get on the stage. And then literally 30 minutes passed and then they were still waiting and I couldn't go anywhere. And then I knocked on the door and I was yelling and they're like, why are you yelling at us? And she went on and on. And oh my God. I, I got to go hear like, that. I was like, no shit, Eve. Like you're on TV. It's long periods of waiting. She's and I think, clearly never heard the term hurry up and wait. I think, I think that's the thing. People do not get it. They do not get it. If uh-huh. they have not done it before, they don't uh-huh. realize this shit takes forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And as uh-huh. a, as the entertainment, you're kind of like the least important person on set. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You're like, the most and least at the same time. Yeah. 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 Like your job is kind of just to be there, whereas everybody else is actually working. <laughs> That's the way they see it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, but I think it was so funny that she went on a tirade about waiting. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But you know what? Even on Camp Wanakiki, when I was on, I was on there, a lot of the girls were complaining about that when I was there. They're like, why is everything taking so long? If you only had your shit together, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, girls, I've been on professional sets and it's just as bad. Yeah. Just as bad. Like, it just takes forever. <sighs> they're trying to make us look good yeah seriously yeah you know even though know. they don't always succeed oh on canada's right grace they look horrible it's the what lighting. is it about the lighting is it top lit or <sighs> yeah i guess it's like overhead lighting um mm. it's not hitting them right it's really bad and then the editing does them no favors either Oh, the editing is ratchet. So bad. And they just won a bunch of Canadian Screen Awards. I'm like, this country means nothing. Well, let's not speak too ill of the Canadian Screen Awards since a friend of ours just won an award. But um, uh... Listen, winning <laughs> awards is great. Some people deserve them, Trisha Black. And some people, questionable, Canada Tigers. They are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Canada Tigers, it's fine. It's fine. But it, like... Yeah. There's another one coming out, I guess, eh? Season four? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. You've heard nothing? I've heard I've heard there's a whole bunch of people we know that's on that are on the show. Name them. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very surprised at some of the some of the names that I heard and I was like pleasantly surprised, honest to God. Here's the thing is I don't get surprised anymore. I don't get surprised. Yeah. I'm just like, eh. I mean, yeah. yeah. Have you found that we've kind of reached this weird point in Toronto? Like now we're kind of in the drag race thing. So it's like now you like can't 
you can't like walk down the street without running into someone who's been on Drag Race at this point. Right. Yeah, because they're back to working at our bars because Canada yeah. Drag Race is not the platform that it is in the States. Actually, in the States yeah. too, there's like, it's such an oversaturated oh, thing yeah. now that like people like Tina Burner are back in their bars. And like, what's it, what's it called? Uh, drag Con? Drag Con. Yeah. Drag Con. I mean, that it used to be worth going to. And I considered going. Hit. I considered going this year because I was like, you know, maybe I should because it's my year. I was on a show, but I was right. like, I looked at the list. There's literally like 700,000 queens yeah. going. Yeah. 700,000. We're all, all, it's not, it's not worth it. I don't understand how anybody can, I, I can't do festivals. I can't do things where there's too many options and too many things to see. And I have to decide which ones I'm going to see and which ones I'm not. I can't do that. I can't do they film charge, festivals. I can't do theater charge. festivals. And you know what? They charge the the queens for booths. Yes, that too. It's not free for them, right? So, like, yeah. what a risk if no one actually wants to go to your booth. Absolutely, um, yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't like the idea, like, of like going, spending like a grand to go to LA for a hotel and stuff and a ticket, and then going to the festival and hanging at the Camp Wanakiki booth. Yeah, and have it, but also like, is there a Camp Wanakiki booth? Yeah, because oh. they always go. But like, um, I wouldn't just be able to walk in. I'd have to wait in line like a, a, a guest, you know, right. and then hang out at the booth. And I was just like, wait, were you not just... invited to be at the booth? Well, I don't know. Maybe they'd let me into the booth. I don't think, so. I think <laughs> I still have to hang out in line. They would let me hang out to the booth if I wanted. But whose know. booth is it? Is it the sugar bakers? Yeah, the sugar bakers. They always buy a booth. So it's their booth. Yeah. And then the other queens are welcome to come hang out. Yeah, Camp One Kings. Queens. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they, they like to make sure that they have their foot in the door there for their, their Camp One Hiki show. Right. And then do some of those queens just have their own booths? Like, does Alexis have her own booth? Oh, God, no. Alexis isn't going. No, she won't oh. go. It's too expensive for them. They're in LA. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they will go, Alexis and Darby. I don't know. Who are so great together. They're such a good pair. They're so good. Yeah. They're really they're really so good. Their um, vocals are amazing. I didn't know they could both sing like that. Yeah, have you did you see the the story I shared of them singing? Yeah. Holy moly. I did Holy not know they had that. Yeah. Now I'm like, now we have to do a duet. A well, here's duet. the thing, we're both great singers. I don't know if we're at that level. Well, they're ridiculously good. Yeah. These yeah. Americans are just so much more talented than we are. They really are. I I mean, I'm not going to disagree, but, you know, <laughs> Alexis and Alexis, you know, she may have won her season, but I almost also did. So. <laughs> and you would have been deserving had you won. It would have been very deserving. I, yeah. I, I mean, come on. I'm okay. We're okay. We're doing our thing. <laughs> We are. We're not awful. We're not awful people. Well, I am. I kind of am also awful person. You are. You're. Uh, I tell people all the time how horrible you are. I know you do. That's why no one works with me. Yeah, except I keep it that way so that only I can work with you. Which is why I have you doing my brunch next month. Yes. Yes. No, I'm very excited for the brunch. 
And then you work, you work with the, oh yeah, we didn't talk about, you work with these other girls, the, the huh? work, the, the work, the mic girls. Oh yeah. We do a comedy thing. You do a comedy thing. You just show up. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I do, I do. I let the other girls plan everything and I'm like, tell me where to be. Yeah. No, yeah. I really love that show. Uh, I, I don't know. Is it Tom, Honey Crueler slash yeah. Tom and, or, and Visa show? Is it both of them or is it just Tom's? Uh, no, I would say both of them take the reins yeah. on like booking our shows and yeah yeah getting things done because you guys are a foursome and um me and chance are just along for the ride (laughs) always been one of those things where i've been like oh wow you guys are doing work the mic that's amazing you guys you guys are like four comedy queens so nice oh wow wouldn't it be great if you had a fifth comedy queen no no hillary not interested and i'm like okay cool no problem just like work with my sisters chanson just, just steal them and they're okay with it. And I'll just sit over here and make my own production company. I'm totally okay with that. No problem. Um, I thought I've, I've just always thought it's very funny because I don't bring it up, but I think it's very obvious. And I, I, I don't know. I think it's a little shady. Honestly, I think it's a little shady. Is it shady? I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily shady, but it is definitely something that I have also thought about. Yeah. And it's also something I feel awkward bringing up to either party so yeah. i just don't i'm just like well whoever show this is it's their show <laughs> and just show up as long exactly. as they want me <laughs> I've, I've always thought it was very strange uh i honestly think that visa is uh wonderful like she's she's, she's been so working funny it. she's been working it forever and she's younger than i am so it's like <laughs> yeah here's my whole perspective like my perspective at the end of the day is that there's there's there the I just think it's just more opportunities for different people to be doing comedy. Like that's, that's, that's like what that's I agree. Their to. thing. We like, our thing. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, I'm like, well, I mean, I don't really need work the mic. I'm glad that you guys are doing your thing. Um, but I've always just found it funny that it, it's like, Oh, we just don't quite, don't quite brush by for some reason. And I don't know, maybe it's like, they just don't like me. And if they don't, that's fine. I don't like you. No one likes me. <laughs> Vicky Licks doesn't like me either. But I mean, like I've I've been a legitimate bitch to Vicky multiple times. You've been um, a bitch to each other. That's I didn't say the other half, but I'm I'm admitting my <laughs> my guilt. Other people sometimes have problems admitting their guilt, but I I am a straight up a motherfucking cunt sometimes. Right. So and I'm um, guilty by by being Switzerland. association. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, and Honey, my God, Honey's an amazing talent. Like, she's growing uh, and growing and growing. I mean, just just a workhorse, and oh, yeah. has created so many amazing opportunities for queer artists. And... Yes, just a brilliant mind. <sighs> I I just really want them to know, like, if they're out there listening to me, um, I love you guys so much. Um, Hillary I needs a job. Is what's happening right now. <laughs> I am 100% not begging at the door. I'm fine. Um, I'm, But I just want to, you know, put that up there. And I think people also, maybe it's my, you know what? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's, I'm too nice. Maybe I'm too nice. Maybe you're the bitch. <laughs> I mean, I am definitely the bitch behind closed doors. Absolutely. And a bitch in the DMs. I'm that girl. Yeah. Do you know what I'm dealing with right now that I'm, I'm like basically running the brunch at Glad Day Bookshop? Yes, I'm finally getting people starting to ask me for gigs. Oh, and sometimes yeah. it's people that I don't want to book. 
Yeah, no, that that's happened. Now that we do our our shows, that happens um, sometimes with us as well. Yeah, yeah. I bet. People will slide in and we'll be like, well, um, and it's not necessarily that I don't like the person. It's just that I just don't think they need it or uh, we vibe properly, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's not easy. But, you know, I think there's, you have to go out and do it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be expected to be handed things. Right. And I think that's why a lot of comedy queens uh, and kings and whatever find Mm -hmm. success because we are generally not accepted in the mainstream drag world period. So we have to make it happen for ourselves, And therefore we become producers and then we get power. (laughs) We like build our, we grow our way into power Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) it's not handed to us, you know? Right. I don't like having power. I know it's weird being a gatekeeper more and more. Like I have these gatekeepy, gatekeepy powers and I'm just like, Ooh, (laughs) Oh my! <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not trying to gatekeep. Like I, I, I try no, to book no. a wide variety of people on my brunch, and I've never Absolutely. repeated a single guest on my brunch. You and I mean that's a bit of a gatekeeper move because you're kind of like making sure that no one usurps you. Keep them all at the same level. <laughs> Keep them all down beneath you. It's like no, you just get one. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me, yeah. all right. Um, but no, like the the truth is, I do want to book like everybody. I just Absolutely. don't have room to. I, like it's going to take people. That's, it's going to like when that's I. That's it too. That's it too. Like yeah. when we were booking like Esplanade and things like that, we wanted to book everybody, but we had to carve out specific niches. Like we made a commitment to make sure that at least one spot was always for an AFAB drag king performer. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were trying to find representation that did not have space in Toronto. Um, yeah. And there, there's some, some groups that just do not have space at all. Yeah. Um, and you have to try and find them and raise them up to the best of your ability. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the fact oh. that Kareem and Kuchi got booked at Cruise and Tango's this week. And it was the first time they'd had, I mean, they had performed there one time a year ago and that was the first time in seven years they'd had a King on that stage. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that wild? I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty crazy. And, you know, I don't want to be shady and say, you know, the the gals who they like to post their little Instagram square. The calendar. Uh, their little calendar that says, look at me. I have all of these shows. May 1st, 2nd, 3rd, all at the well. Like, yeah. And it's just like, that's not a real calendar. Anyway. <laughs> honey, honey, like leave, give, give, give away some of your gigs. Honestly, give away one of your gigs to somebody who is a little more diverse. Please, please just do it for me. Do it for, do it for I, Gaga. I do it for Gaga, York, honey. I once had a New York queen who's working a lot because she's skinny and white. Um, say, <laughs> tell me or be like, well, how many gigs uh, a week do you do? And I was like, oh. Um, I hate that. I'm sorry. I'm not doing. I'm booked and blessed, honey. Messy Margaret, my drag daughter, said that to me. (laughs) We were in rehearsal. We were in rehearsal for our sketch show. I'm calling you out, Messy, and she's going to hate me for it. 
she lit i was literally like look at all this work I've done. we're doing a great job and she's like look don't talk to me that way i have a higher booking ratio than you and i was like you fucking bitch well okay you, she did you- say that <laughs> But I don't think she said it off of you saying, hey, we're doing great together. I think there were some shady comments. I probably did. The shady comment was was, um, she brought her outfit that she wanted to wear for the opening number. And I was like, hey, why don't you wear this ruffle cloak so you actually have something glamorous for once? And she was like, I'm not wearing that. Don't don't come for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we can try as we want to elevate her but she'll never take the note um well, I love, and i love that about there because she's she's messy but it's like, part of the brand and it's part of my job as her quote-unquote drag mother to you know bring her down her. Oh. and bring her down yeah. <laughs> make her feel like shit at all turns always um, but when this queen was like hey how many gigs a week do you do i'm like Bitch, I need one gig a week to get me. And like that week gig pays for my week. Like you're doing a bunch of chicken shit gigs. Yeah. You do six $100 gigs. Yeah. You're performing for an audience of three. does one $7 million gig. Like who's winning? Who's winning? Yeah. I'm making $7 million a gig. So take that. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you're booked and blessed. And that's the thing. You know, they always say, work smarter not harder yeah you know like and i'm a big proponent of that i'm like even in this world of stand-up comedy there's these stand-ups that like go out constantly they do like seven shows a night like they do way too many and i'm like are you really getting better if you just do the same old shit to five people in a room that don't care like maybe you can do one go home work on your material listen to it you know, like I could not smarter. last as a stand-up. I tried it; it was not the life for me. It's hard. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, and comedy is so bite-sized these days too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even harder for a drag queen stand-up because well, you have to not, get in drag. You got to get yourself in drag to go to open mics. Like, no, Ugh, no. I, yeah, I just don't. I don't even bother. Um, I just don't even bother. I just do. I just do new material when I can. Yeah, you know, it's too hard. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, I think we're killing it. We're killing it. I mean, that's the thing. Just, you know, get out there and do what you do. But that there's a myth to that kind of booked and blessed best thing. thing. Yeah. You know? I was like, mm. At first it was fun. Like, at first it was like, I just love performing. I'll take any stage time I can. Yeah. And then it came a point where it was like, okay, this is taking away from my personal life. It's taking away from my physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not worth it, so I'm just gonna do the stuff that actually pays me. Good yeah, week. I remember when Vicky Licks was uh, out there every week at our viewing parties, and just like looking at the the expression on Vicky's face, where she's like <laughs> sitting there on the bar stool, just like shoot me now. <laughs> Why am I here every week? Every week, and she was just so unhappy. Um, I was having the time of my life. We were having fun, and um, she was uh, unhappy. But uh, honestly, she's kind of moved on and found a, a whole new aspect of herself that I think she was destined to evolve into. Period. And she's happy now. Very happy now. I think she's happy. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Well, maybe we should end on that note. Vicky Licks is happy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this has been actually a fun, a fun episode, just like shooting 
talk, shooting the shit. And yeah, um, I can handle this. It's just like a phone conversation that we're having, <laughs> recording it and putting it in front of people's ears. I mean, squirrels, do you like this? I mean, this is what Trixie and Katya do. This is what like all the the people. I mean, honest to God, I wouldn't be surprised if this episode is more popular than the other ones. <laughs> yeah, do you guys like our stream of consciousness pods? Because this was way more easy than planning anything. Yeah. If you want us to do these, great. Okay. Let us know <laughs> in the comments. Yeah, we'll just talk about life. But we do want to do some other topic pods. Like, I do have some ideas. I I badly want to get Irma and Uma. Battle of the Gods. Irma Gerd, Uma God. I want you both on the podcast, Oprah, please. Uma. Exactly, because we need to battle. Uma. Who is the actual Irma Uma? Who will, who will win in a fight, you know? I have a question. You remember the, the whole Oprah Uma thing, right? Yeah. So that like, same night, he did another one with Keanu. And I can't remember who the person he said Keanu with. I mean, if it was Keanu, I'd just probably just do Keanu because Keanu wouldn't remember. He'd be like, oh. <laughs> no, but there was somebody he was saying, someone Keanu. What was it? I don't know. If anybody at home remembers, if you're listening to this and you remember the Oscars from like 1997, whenever that happened, when David Letterman was hosting. Yeah. And he kept doing the Oprah Uma bit. What was the Keanu one? The Keanu version. Let us know. Uh, All right. I tried to search it, but it went to porn. Anyways. um... (laughs) Did you search... Keanu naked is that what you searched? Yes. Keanu naked. Uh, <laughs> That's I mean apparently he's got I mean he's very well endowed. Is he? Uh, wait, is there information out there about this? <laughs> well, as you search, I'll say goodbye. Um <laughs> squirrels, it's been lovely chatting. I hope you've loved our random stream of consciousness. We'll be back again in another couple weeks with the podcast. Um, probably with a topic this time. I yeah, think maybe I'll get Selena. my shit together. Who knows? Selena is technically on this one. Yeah, got to keep an eye out for Selena. I'll, I'll, I'll flake. Yeah, yeah. I think Selena will, will do it, and if she doesn't, then I guess I'll probably try and get something together. Great, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay, well, bye, Selena. We'll, uh, right. we'll talk soon. Thanks for talking with me. All right, only in front of an audience. Okay. <laughs> Oh, goodbye. Bye, yeah. <laughs>